Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're reacting to, quote, American problems Europeans don't understand. Uh, this is uh, based on a Reddit thread about American problems that Europeans do not understand. And we're going to look at this and give our opinions on each point. Yeah, this is always fun because, again, it's not like, it's not, as we always say, it's not American bashing. It's just like problems that are just so out of the realm of daily life for a European that right. they're just like, don't even know what's happening there. You know what I mean? They, they, that makes a classic German go, huh? Yeah, they, they probably, you know, like they have an expat friend they're complaining about whatever. And they're like, that's a problem you face in exactly. the States? What? Yeah. So good reaction. Let's L love a good reaction video. Let's react. Or this isn't a video, but you know what I mean. Ooh. And let's go. Yes. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Lingoda, which is a great online language school you can use to learn Spanish, English, French, and of course, German. They help you learn a second language with real, live, native-speaking teachers, so you also learn cultural-specific idioms as well. They offer classes 24-7, which makes things very flexible for you. Lingoda is currently offering a language learning challenge that will last for two months called The Sprint. Simply select your language and choose either the Standard Sprint with 30 classes or the Super Sprint in which you will take 60 language online classes. Again, the Sprint Challenge is for all four languages offered. If you attend all of the classes you've booked and follow all of the rules, you'll receive 50% of your money back or 100% of your money back. That's right. It's such a great incentive to work hard and learn a new language. Please sign up using the link in our episode description and our discount code AGDW20. That's one word, all caps, AGDW20. Loving it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to, um, it's episode 140. We're here. Um, we are. We're right here. This, this is our first time doing two episodes two weeks in a row in a long, long time because, you know. We had just to, issues, man. Just issues. Said, Life got in the way just too many times. And you know what? In our early days, we would have been all like frazzled. But, you know, we're at the point where we're like, shit happens, man. We're frazzleless now. After three years, you really don't care about take a much anymore, do you? You got to take, take a pause sometimes. It's just yeah, like, like there's just no way around it. So know? it's AGW mental health pause. <laughs> right. And of course, we want to say a quick little hello to our friend, uh, Laura. Hey, Laura. Hey, Laura. We're in your ears. If you're, if you're running, where are you? I got your breath. <laughs> How's it going? We are in your ears. Anyway, so that's uh, in our, our friend Laura is always complaining. She's like, I'm, I'm running, I'm listening to music, then suddenly you guys are just in my ears. So uh, so now we're in your ears. Now we're in your ears. But we, we did a calmer this time, so maybe it was like a easing into it. Yeah. Uh, so, shall we get on with some some news? A little bit of news, a little yeah. bit of news today. We a little bit. Well, yeah, a wee, wee, a wee. A wee news day. Double dabble. Yeah. A little <laughs> double dabble of yeah. wee news. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Germany has delivered leopard tanks to Ukraine finally. So that's, that's pretty good news. I think I love it. They said they were going to do something yeah. and they have delivered and not only on time, but early, you know, imagine like, that they really sped it up. Yeah. I was, I was well, as Germans say, if you're not early, you're late, <laughs> so. but there's, the, but not too early. So th they didn't want to deliver the tanks like weeks in advance. So they're like, right. eh, let's just do a few days early. Cause you know, yeah. it's like anything more than five, 10 minutes to appointment. You want, you want to be polite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then you're in the, you're in the appointment before, you know right. what I mean? And then that's, that's no good either. No, no. Um, but really cool. I was, I was reading articles where um, the Germans said that the uh, Ukrainian uh, soldiers and officers were really picking it up much faster than they thought possible and that they're really focused and they were working like 15 hours a day on it. You know what I mean? So um, they were really oh, wow. working hard and pushing to get those tanks out to, uh, get the training done and get it over to Ukraine. So, um, very good. Yeah. Um, next, uh, there was a big vote in Berlin. 
Now, a few cities uh, around the world have uh, vo- uh, become climate neutral or claim. They're trying cl- to at least claim they're climate neutral. Yes. And if you don't know what that means, uh, I looked it up just to, just to make sure that we have the correct definition. Now, climate neutral basically means is reducing the emissions created by your city either to zero, which is not possible, or to a point and then make sure that the emissions that you have remaining are offset by good things you're doing like planting trees or, you know, um, carbon collection uh, systems that are collecting, you know, uh, you know, uh, carbon stuff out of the air or, you know, like uh, just uh, other ways. So, So it doesn't necessarily mean we have zero emissions. It means like, We've brought it down, and now we've offset the remaining with Science. some some positive. Um, so, anyways, Berlin was supposed to go climate neutral in twenty forty five. That was its goal. That they thought that was, that's a manageable goal. Yeah, um, I think so. But um, recently, um, there was like a a, fo- a Volksentscheid. It's called so kind of like, like a refer- referendum in a way. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and um, so there was enough signatures became a vote to change that date to twenty thirty. So Berlin would have to become climate control 15 years in advance, uh, which sounds great, right? Yeah. But there's some caveats. That's eight years yeah. from now. Yeah, and I think the problem was is um, we don't really, I mean, yeah, it's a good goal, but eight years from now, and it's going to cost multi-billions of euro. Around 20 billion euro, yeah. And the, the city's already broke. Uh, so I think the question is, where is that money coming from? And as far as I know, I mean, as history has shown, when governments take money for one project the first thing that goes is usually education and arts and i for one don't want education and arts getting more you know yeah. defunded especially if it's a project that the government themselves didn't organize you know what i mean because this is just like a referendum from the people kind right of, you know exactly what I mean? so when it's something that they, they didn't they didn't want and suddenly they have to do it where you, exactly where are they gonna get their money from it's not that berlin's yeah. against uh against no no climate they, neutrality. It's just, it. it just doesn't make any sense and the reason it didn't pass as well, there actually were more yes votes. It was 50.8% people voted yes, but less than 50% of the population voted generally. And that means the vote just doesn't count. Okay, so there's like a million people and Berlin has over three and a half million people. So, yeah, exactly. Um, again, it's one of those things that sounds great. Like I'm all for it. Absolutely. But, but it, it, and, and my girlfriend tried, uh, sorry, whoa, my wife, ah. Jesus, <laughs> um, tried for hours to find information and there's like and she just eventually came to the conclusion that they literally do not know where the money's going to come from and how can you vote for something not knowing where 20 billion dollars is going to be taken from you know yeah, what I mean? exactly and exactly like you said it's probably going to be somewhere that it's needed so yeah didn't pass but you know uh it sounded good at, on the face value but and the problem is right now it's also berlin is still 80 percent run on fossil fuels so that's not good. I mean, I, one good thing I know that they're doing, they've already started doing it, is they've, they're replacing all the city buses with electric buses. That's true. Um, there's, in that process right now, um, they just like made an order for several hundred a few, like a few months ago. And when you really think about it, there's a lot of buses in the city, especially in the West. And they're running trams. 24 hours a day. 24-7. Yeah, I don't know the total, but I think it's something like a thousand buses or some huge number so like that. that. That's got to have a pretty decent impact. Huge impact. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I think th- those and also if you switched like every uh, cab, a taxi and all that, because they're also running Right. All the day and all the police cars, fire, fire department, you know, you know, like that are any vehicle that's constantly, you know, like garbage trucks. If you could switch those to. Um, and I think the EU generally is trying to get rid of uh, combustion engines anyway. So most new cars are going to be electric anyways. I think, you know, you know me, instead of getting electric cars, let's invest more in trains. But that's a different conversation for a different time. True. But again, you can't build a train track that goes 
straight to downtown Mitta, so uh, you got to have a car for certain places. Sure you can. How? <laughs> How to build a train to go to downtown Mitta? It already exists. There's U-Bahns, S-Bahns. I'm just saying, like, if I want to go from here to my nearby Chinese restaurant, there is not a 100-meter train that gets, you know, like, I'm just saying, like, you need cars. Like, like, from A to B, there's not a train to go to every, from every A to every B. So you have to have cars. It's just, it's, nah. it's impossible to not have them. But. Disagree. Okay. Disagree. <laughs> okay. Uh, and on last the news, um, you know, Jeff, it was a sad year in 2022 because the German Spargel industry took a hit. So last, in 2022, was the lowest crop yield of Spargel or asparagus in Germany in a decade, lower 8% than from 2021. And if you live in Germany, you know this is a big deal because they love their asparagus, specifically the white variety. The white gold. So we're hoping in 2023 they can ramp up again and get uh, that white gold uh, out, uh, out to our mouths. Wait, wait, Alex, can you hear that? Sorry, it's the world's smallest violin playing for the fucking Spargel. I, I, I could care less. What, are these, what about the Spargel farmers? Shit happens, man. <laughs> Jesus. Cold. <laughs> the Germans are just obsessed with spargle. Like it's this magical thing that solves all the world's problems. It's, it's just not. It's okay. Like, like anytime that this, the white gold spargle season comes out, uh, Germans are like running, like dropping their bags and running, running to the supermarket to grab that stuff. And it's just like, dude, it's asparagus. Calm down. Yeah. Your peas going to stink. Come on. Let's just, you know. It's, uh, yeah. It's, and it's like, it's an average vegetable. <laughs> it's, I like it. It's just, I, I just, I don't, I think anything in the world that has too much hype bothers me when the, you know what I mean? When the, when the hype level just does not meet the actual, uh, like it's like Marvel, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's just, I don't know. Um, anyways, special thank you. Thank you to all of you who have donated over the years. I can, yes. I can literally say years, years. Um, yeah. and any of you who wish to, to, to do so, just go to our website. The bottom of any of our pages has a donation button. You can click donate. Uh, one euro, a thousand euro. No, nah, don't do that. Um, as much as you want. And of course, if you don't want to donate, also fine, because this is a free podcast. But we just like to remind you guys, this is a nonprofit podcast. Your donations help to pay for all of our expenses, um, including um, our podcast server, our distribution fees, our website hosting, our domain name fees, uh, our equipment, our microphones the whiskey and this isn't this is a real thing because yeah speaking of which can, can just, explain uh, what happened just moments ago when we were trying to set up our podcast there was a pretty high chance this episode could not have come out today <laughs> because we might not be able to record today now we're recording today on a smaller setup than we usually do which will sound fine for you guys but for us it's 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 more it's definitely more difficult right now yeah. than it usually is because two pieces of equipment broke today <laughs> luckily we could salvage a little bit of one uh, yeah, our our mixer. The mixer's the, dead. The, the, I mean, well, I'm sure it works fine. It's just where you plug it in for power. The um the the, the power input just snapped and broke. And then at the same time, we we're wondering like, why doesn't our um our, our recorder, our actual audio recorder, why is that not staying on? And then we find out that the power cable, uh, just from bending over the years, has just snapped at a certain spot and is just not working anymore. Like, and these both happen in the same freaking day. And we're, and we're trying to fix one and then I'm in the bathroom and you're like, oh, something else just happened. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah. So, so it's uh, it's not ideal, but we're, you know, we're recording. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's, you know, that's long the story short. This is the kind of stuff need. that yeah, this is literally literally the kind of stuff that your donations go towards is fixing our crappy gear that breaks. <laughs> so 
<laughs> Anyways, thank you to everyone who has donated because, uh, you know, you have literally kept us going. Yeah, I literally have kept yeah, us yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not a joke. Uh, we, we've, we've had times that if we were donation-less, we might have been uh, podcast-less. Whoa. Which is uh, less a sad, of us. a sad world to think about. So. Yeah, I, I don't want to live in a world yeah. without this podcast. Speaking of worlds, how you been? How's, <laughs> how's your weekend? <laughs> you were in a world, right? Yeah, yeah, good. Um, went to Leipzig for the weekend for a party. Shout out to Andrew and Devin if you're listening. Uh, they always do really good theme parties. So they, they had a horse party, a horse <laughs> theme party uh, last year. Okay. Which is really fun. And this time it was disco at the races so they kept the horse team but it was disco horse team <laughs> you just can't get rid of those horses huh? yeah because they play this horse game that was invented by one of their like they played it with their grandmas or their great grandma during prohibition in canada or something like this okay and it's a betting game with these horses and, and like bottles and it's, it's a really fun game you have cards and you roll dice and it's fun so we played that game a lot and uh went there on saturday night and came back sunday morning at like three in the morning because we had to come back because um, my girlfriend wanted to vote on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So we came back the same night didn't sleep in Leipzig. And it's usually an hour to get there and get back. But we had to take a little weird detour. It took us a long time to get back. And then the time change happened. So I actually got back at four in the morning. Yeah, it hurts. But we had a great time. We watched yeah. a lot of Love is Blind. You know, nice. great TV show. Yeah. If you're a fan. And uh, yeah, it was a really fun weekend. And Sunday we just uh, we just relaxed. I'm loving it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I just want to dedicate this episode to my buddy Cole Spence, mm. who recently passed away. So if you're drinking right now, pour one out for him. And this episode is dedicated to uh, to Cole, my buddy. No, when you crack that open, the that first drink will definitely be for Cole. That's for Cole. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how about yourself? Yeah, I didn't do that much this weekend, but it was still a fun weekend. Yes. I mean, s- Saturday, kind of just like a lazy day. And then somewhere around like five, we were just like, hey, let's me and my wife were like, hey, let's go to a bar. Screw it. And there's like, there's an Irish pub near here. Nice. And, uh, went to the Irish pub and, you know, it's always kind of cool. Like when you go at like five and it's like kind of quiet, you know, when you go to bar early and then like you see the evolution of the bar, you know, yeah, true. like how is it, as it builds and suddenly, and suddenly you just look around, there's, it's just like packed and you don't know when it happened. Um, I love that. But yeah, but it was bad. Cause, um, got a little tipsy. Uh, cause you know, we, we only planned on going for like a beer or two and then, you know, ah, we'll get some dinner or whatever. And so, so we're like, we're going to empty stomachs. And great, so we're, so we're there, idea. you know, Guinness drinking. And then this kind of like a German couple sits at our table and we're having a separate conversation. Somehow the conversation, you know, the conversation joined, start talking to them, um, about hunting. Um, and I'm a, a, a very, you're an, an avid hunter, aren't you? No, no, no. I'm a very, <laughs> a very anti, anti hunter, um, kind of guy. Like I just can never understand how you can enjoy killing another sentient being so like love killing um but 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 like i I, i'm not you know like i was you know i'm fine with it like i I can sit there and i what about what about like fishing i mean yeah i'm also yeah it's like i'm also not a huge fan like i mean i mean you like killing things or no i I personally don't like killing things i do like i do enjoy fishing like catching and then releasing them back you know but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, no. it's like I, I fished, I think, like yeah. six times in my life, but I do. I, it's it's no, relaxing. Yeah, when I was a kid, I, I used to fish all the time. But like in my adulthood, I've never have because in Germany, there's this huge extensive fishing license. Thing also true. Yeah. Really, really hard to go fishing here. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, it, like I wasn't I, I don't judge people who do hunt or whatever. And I actually taught I think the entire two hours we were just talking to them about hunting and like, oh, how, how is it to get a hunting license? And oh, yeah, what kind of gun to use? And just and, and they seem very re- like responsible hunters that, you know, um, 
So yeah, it was fine. It was just, it was just, a, it was just a weird conversation, you know, like to be having on a Saturday night at an Irish pub. Sounds like a pretty um, normal conversation on a Saturday night at an Irish pub, to be honest. <laughs> and then our yeah friend Laura and her boyfriend, uh, they were on their way in our neck of the wood anyway, so they stopped by for a couple beers or whatever. Nice. And that's what kind of pushed me over the edge. Uh, those last those last two beers, and then I was and then I got up and I could I was like, oh, daddy, I need I need food. Oh, the, the classic uh, get up, realize how drunk you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went to an Indian restaurant, and took care of that, and then yeah, Sunday, um, yeah, did a did a walk around with uh, some friends, you know, for, like Misha, nice, and uh, yeah, um, Dugo and Didim and all that, and just like kind of walked around uh, Prince Lauerberg, went to Mauer Park, and uh, you know, got some pizza. Yeah, just like uh, not not doing much either day, but very nice, still very chill, and uh, and because the weather well, the weather sucked, there wasn't much to do. But I think it's now we move on to the uh, the whiskey, Jeff. Like oh, we always yeah, do. Oh, but sure. before we do that, uh, if you want to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, you amazing listeners, feel free not, to do so. Not necessary, really, not necessary. But you can feel free. You can feel free, but, but you know, there's other things you could do, like you know, yeah, like checking up on uh, season fifty of Blind Date or whatever. Love is blind. Love is blind. <laughs> Don't hate. No, no, dude, I've watched season two. Okay, I'm not, I'm not hating. Like, okay. it, I, I get it's a guilty pleasure kind of show. That's I'm not even guilty about it. I love it. Total trash. I'm announcing yeah. right here to the yeah. world. I love it. <laughs> uh, and also check out our website. Many do say it is the greatest website of all time. I've heard stuff. I've heard stuff. And that's agdwpodcast.com. And also check out our Instagram, which is at americans.in.germany.podcast. Come on, guys, we, we are so close. To break into thousands of followers, it'd be really I, nice. A thousand all, I, beyond a thousand, I could care less. But, if we, but we've been hovering around this 900, 920 something ish. Man, if we could just break that, just tell your friends, man. Everyone get like one yeah, friend, yeah, and it'll be good. I just, it's, it's just, you're just so close. You know, I know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's just gotta happen. I'm about to buy some fake followers, buy some yeah. bots. But anyways, let's let's just try let's this whiskey. whiskey. Uh, this whiskey is a, one of the most interesting bottles we've had so far. Yeah, I love. I'm liking it. I like the color. Yeah, me too. This is Hague Club. Uh, and hey, club, clubman, clubman, uh, and it's not um, uh, whiskey from the Netherlands like you think from the Hague. Okay. It's actually scotch, <laughs> uh, matured in bourbon casks again, just like last yeah, week because we it, a, because it could be um like uh, you know Heich or something like that. You know, true, that's true. It's a dark blue bottle, yeah, like a, squ- a squarish, rectangular, dark blue bottle. Very cool. With like this really cool texture on the side. Nice grip. Yeah. And the, the blue is just really, you don't see whiskey in blue bottles. It's unique. Vodka, sure. Yeah. Gin, absolutely. And the and the brownish top actually complements the blue pretty well, I think. They, it's like a copper. Cop, yeah, copper, I guess. Yeah. Copper top. Yeah. Anyways, it's, 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 I, I, yeah, I can't say the color of the whiskey because, you know, it's all blue, dabba dee, dabba die. If that poured out blue, I would be thrilled. <laughs> I, I would be really, really excited. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's a it's a crack one, not a pop. Sorry. Jeez. Okay, I got it. Ooh, throaty gulp. It's got some of my. <laughs> that was some theatrical uh, pouring, man. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> dude, I, wipe... dude, I have to remind you, there's no cameras oh. here, man. No, nobody's not gonna catch this stuff. I know. I have to wipe my uh, mic down. It's just full of whiskey now. Hold on. Mmm. That. that... How's that sound? That pop filter is going to reek of a uh, hey Oh, it stinks. <laughs> oh, no. Oi. <laughs> and this is the thing that you have to basically kiss for the rest of the episode. Oh, God. Mm. 
I can tell you, I get a little cold again. It's really frustrating. Anyways. It smells like rubbing alcohol. Oh my. This, Does, this doesn't is, smell this great. Might not, this might not be great. Does <laughs> not smell the best. <laughs> that, is, that is alcoholic li- liquid. Uh, moving on. Yeah. It's not the best. All right, guys. And again, today we are, we've, we've got a list of, let's go to the very top so we can get the very official name here. These are um, American problems in quotes that Europeans don't understand. Okay. And we're going to go through and uh, if we like it, it might go into two parter. I don't know. Let's, let's see what we got, but like, uh, let's, let's just dive on in. Let's see the, the, the first one is I think one that's pretty obvious. We talked about before, which is uh shoes in the house that Europeans, that American, wait, that Europe, that Americans wear shoes in the house definitely more often than Europeans do. And I think, but I also think that Europeans think that Americans wear shoes in the house like all the time because of TV. But like I, I like my family, we didn't. I had a friend's family, we didn't. No, because if when you're relaxing, watching the TV, for example, or Ooh. whatever, like you know, your shoes come off, like because you're not putting shoes on. Because I, I think most normal American families, like your parents, are gonna. You've heard at least this, this at least once. No shoes on the couch, like right, yeah. So uh, at least on the couch, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting thing. Growing up, I always walked in with my shoes. Never took my shoes off. It was very normal. Went to my friend's house with my shoes on, hung out, and it wasn't really until. I moved to Europe and people were like, ah, why are you wearing shoes? And then they'd be like, that's disgusting. Everything that you walk on all day is now in my house, on my floor. Yeah, fair. And fair. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially like, think about uh, like, you know, you're making a little fruit salad, drop a grape on the floor, pick up the grape, put it in your mouth, five second rule, it's fine. But when you're walking in shoes in the house, you you have like, you know, remnants of dog shit and cigarette butts and spit. chemicals and spit and yeah yeah thing is like i don't know in the states you never really thought about it. by the time you got home it was just like out of, out of sight out of mind kind of a thing you know and um but i think the only few times is if you had a um a friend or neighbor who had like white carpeting then they always was always like take your shoes off but it was, yes. more, it was more about the stain not about the disgustingness of what you're bringing in you know what i mean like they just True. didn't want to br- like in my um, house i remember friends were like they knew like oh you go to alex's house Shoes are off. My mom, my mom was very strict on right. the shoe off rule. Yeah, so, so some people did it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So it wasn't all, but I I remember the first time it became a thing. I'd been living in Europe like a couple months. I was visiting my friends in Oslo and I was telling like an old story, a funny thing that happened to me, right? Or like a prank we did on our friend and we're like, and I was telling them about, yeah, at the party, my friend was asleep. And so he went to take his shoes off. And as, as I was saying that, my friends really stopped the story. And my friend was like, whoa, but why, why, why were his shoes on? Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I was like, what are you talking about? His shoes, you just said he took his shoes off, but he was already inside and on the couch, with his shoes on? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why? And then like, yeah, the whole group was like, guess where your shoes in the house? And it wasn't until then that I realized this was like a thing. You know what I mean? So for sure. I remember my, my, like my first few house parties here in Berlin was, you know, you're going up the steps to go to the person's apartment and you see a, like a mountain of shoes because it's 20, 30 people inside the apartment. Right. All of them are shoeless. And it kind of feels odd because- when you go to a party, you, know, you put on your Sunday's best, right? You wear nice clothes, so you look nice for the party. <laughs> and the socks. shoes are part yeah. of your outfit, you sure. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you really got to be like, all right, what kind of socks am I going to be presenting today? Do you imagine, because as, as you get older, right? Say you're like 50, you're going to like a proper dinner party, you got like your tie on and all kind of... Yeah. She's going out. And then, but then you're strutting to the house with just in your socks. It kind of, yeah, yeah, it kind I, of I, ruins I the un- my, ensemble. You can't see my penny loafers. Now, what? What, now, so this list is about American problems. What was the actual problem? I don't think it's shoes in the house. 
Yeah, it's, it's American problems that Europeans don't understand. But uh, I guess not a problem. I guess American. Oh yeah, shoes in the house. I guess is a problem. It's more like a. I guess it's a problem for Europeans. <laughs> okay. So the next one is uh, not driving manual or not driving stick shift because most Americans do drive automatic cars, and that's that's hundred percent true. Um, Europeans, I think, by far drive way more stick shifts. Yeah, but um, and we 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 said the stats once ages ago. It's actually now much more balanced into the. Um, car companies are only releasing automatics and, and by law now, but yeah, EU law, yeah. give it like 10, 15 years, like no new car will be, cause there's, cause the, um, the fuel efficiency that used to come with a, 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 somebody who could probably do stick doesn't matter anymore. Cause automatics can, and, and now that do it um, so well. all cars are going to be electric anyways, there is no real gearbox. So yeah, it won't yeah. really matter. But this is, this is an odd um, now, now me, I think you also learned stick, right? Like I'm, I learned, I learned stick like once I, I, oh, okay. I mean, if you put me in a stick car, I could probably figure it out how to drive it. It's been a long time, but, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I was definitely driving automatic. Like when I was trying to buy my Jeep back in the day, when I was like 17, the dealer taught me how to drive stick. He was like, yo, teacher, drive stick. Will you buy it? And I was like, no, <laughs> but I, I still want to test drive it. So he taught me. So, I mean, I can't, I, I understand how to do it, but Actually, um, that, that's a good sell. It was a great sell. Like, it, it, sir, is this in your way? Because we, we can just... You if can I teach his life skill, he's buying this car. It's like, well, it's, you know, it's a, it's a car, man. Yeah, like my second car was a stick shift and I bought it not knowing how to drive it. But, nice. like, but that, if you want to learn how to drive a stick shift is it's to be way. 16 and have a car that you can't drive. You'll, you'll learn that shit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Freaking quick. Um, no, my, 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 but, but yeah, I, I would say like, I don't know, 80% of Americans can't drive st- stick. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a huge percentage, if not more. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like I think some people feel like they're they're like what's the opposite of, of inferior? Superior for being able to like I drive stick. These millennials can't drive who cares? If you drive a car. No, honestly, I just I think it's fun. Like sticks, it's more sticks fun. are fun, but like situations like um traffic you're in traffic or on a hill try driving in San Francisco where everything's a hill and every time you take your foot the car is rolling backwards and whatever. But the the funny thing I so for me, so Stick shift is the more work, right? Automatic, you just go. Stick shift, you actually have to know how to do stuff, right? The funny thing is, um, my girlfriend has like a fear of driving an automatic. She goes, right. like, the, I was gonna well, say this, but, but, but to me, it's like, it's but but it's like, wait, but you have less work to do. How are you? How are you scared of driving an automatic? But she's no, like, exactly. so used to stick shift. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend, we were renting a car, and she's like, oh my god, this car is automatic. I've never, I've never driven one before. But you just, you just, and I was like, you put it in, uh, in D, and you know, go, yeah. You know. She's like, what, what? And then she was braking with her left foot. Mm. I was like, no, 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 no. It's their left foot. She's like, what do I do with it? I was like, nothing. Just let it. Left foot is just chop it off. It you don't need it. everything. Yeah, get rid of your left foot. And then, you know, obviously you figure it out because it's not really much to figure out, but it was like a, a mental, she kept trying to shift the stick, but I was like, no, stop. You can't, don't do that now. Uh, it's definitely a mental block because if you're used to driving stick your whole life, you know, and in your thirties, you drive automatic for the first time. You can totally imagine it's a bit of a, but again, it's like mind fuck. You're going to less work, not more. Or, but I, I get how it's different, but for, it's muscle memory, you yeah, know, for, for me, I just never thought I, when, when, yeah, when our girlfriend's wife and girlfriend uh like said, your brother <laughs> <be>? <laughs> no. just trying to be our partners but yeah, yeah when our partner said yeah that there was a problem i don't know i was yeah it just kind of i was like yeah huh but yeah but i've always thought i have never confirmed this but because in germany um instead of the lights going from red to green like they do in the states here they go from red 
to yellow to green. And I've always thought they give you that extra second to get your car in gear because most people in Germany are driving stick shifts. You know right. what I mean? I've always thought that's part of it. Yeah. I think part of it is also a lot of even a lot of automatic cars in Germany, when they're stopped, the engines turn off automatically on a red light. Yeah, yeah. And but then when you press the gas again, it turns back on. So I think it gives you a little extra second to get going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a pretty cool feature. I don't understand why American yeah. cars don't do that. And next, something they call the European clean. What's this all about? This is about European bumholes. So the good old bidet, um, which uh, I think, yeah, because in America, yeah, if you have like a fancy pass, fancy pants person in a mansion, maybe they have a bidet. But like, no, your your average person has, doesn't know what a bidet is, has not seen a bidet, never used, right. used yeah. a bidet. Yeah. It's definitely not a thing at all. But I, but I think that. America, I think a lot of Americans know that Europe has bidets, right? But usually, I think the average American knows that through like movies and stuff. You know what right. I mean? Like, there's always like the European vacation movie That's or not whatever. A water fountain. Yeah, because the movies always have the joke, like when the American walks in, and then there's two toilet toilet looking things, and right? Then, and the jokes are like they're always, what, "What's this?" Or, or they or, they drink from it, like it's yeah, 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 yeah. Or they splash their face with it, and right. you know, then later. So somebody, like, yeah, okay, bidets are are definitely a thing here, but oh, at least oh, in, we, actually, for anybody who doesn't know, can you explain what a bidet is? A bidet is just like a sink that's close to the ground with a little um, faucet that shoots up into your bum. And it cleans up your bum. It's a great way instead to, of using toilet paper, I guess. Um, yeah, you use toilet yeah. paper after to dab a bit, but you only need like one or two sheets as opposed to you know like my case like half a roll. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> they're yeah they're they're for after after the uh, the deed the the duty deed, and they, they definitely are more common in Europe, especially I think down south. I've seen them more in Italy. I've seen them more in Spain. Yeah, but up north in Germany, I don't. I've seen a few, but they're not that. And I think you're like Americans when they know about it, think that everywhere in Europe uses bidets, but they're not gotcha. that yeah. as common. Yeah. In Germany, I've lived in I don't know, literally 10 different apartments and I've never been in an apartment that had a bidet. Um, and it's a German thing. And I've never, have I been to a friend's house with a bidet? Not really like, so, so yeah, it's, it's kind of thing that it, it is a European thing, but it is not a thing that every European has, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And and and, uh, and I think also Germans are just too efficient to waste space in a bathroom with another thing that shoots water. <laughs> True. Because the coolest space for that, come on. I'd rather have a bathtub. Actually, it should be the... Because uh, American bathrooms are the huge ones. They should have bidets. Yeah, whereas European bathrooms are the small ones. And so. Americans are like obsessed with cleanliness, too. Yeah. I noticed this when I'm watching American TV or I'm using a VPN and watching something with ads, right? Like 90% of the ads are for like clothes cleaning things, like detergent detergents, yeah. or soaps to get grease off. Like I don't know what Americans yeah, yeah, are yeah, cooking like with their pans, but clearly soap, yeah. they need some really hardcore dish soap. But, but some of these dish soaps, I'm like, they, the, the engineering sounds amazing. I'm like, oh, I want that. Like, yep. I, I don't want to pay more than the 99 cents I pay for mine, but like, I it's, want that. Yeah. It, it's, you know, like, like dishwasher, like yeah. all the things for dishwashers, dish soap, and to clean your clothes, <laughs> like, and like different soaps for your body. This dish soap can take the paint off your truck. Like, whoa, like, this like, is great. I, 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 I mean, that's good. I, 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 do I need that? Do I need to take the my truck? Yeah, so I don't know. You think Americans are obsessed with cleanliness, so they would have be days, but we, you know, we don't. We don't. So next, this is an interesting one because I do not agree with it. They claim a problem is that the U.S. still uses fax machines, which I think it's actually reverse. They're living in Germany. That's Germany's German government is famous for using old technology because they take forever to update. Right. Uh, and I never once used a fax machine for anything official in the U.S. So 
false, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know in other parts of Europe, they're not really widely used. And I mean, even in Germany, everyday, everyday life, they're not used at all. But, but for government agencies, yeah. they, they love their, their fax machines. They're slowly trying to phase it out, but they're like 30 years behind everyone else, I think. That, that's because they, they, they didn't get the fax saying, hey, we're not using fax anymore. <laughs> but I think it's interesting that on this list, they list that as a problem in the U.S. Now, any any people in the U.S., have you touched or seen a fax machine recently? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I, think... I, I really think that's, that's incorrect. I, I know, know my dad uses one sometimes. I know he still has it set up at least. But he's an old school businessman. Who's your dad? Yeah, but who's your dad faxing? Oh, they're old school businessmen. But but yeah, things like the the other person on the other end also has to have a fax machine to receive it. Yeah, you can't just send a fax out into the ether. You know what I mean? Like, was there ever like a fax to email type like thing? Like, oh, there was. Yeah, was there? Yeah, yeah. of course there was. And also, I did. I used to have a thing where my mom had a pager. And you could write an email and then it appears like a text message on her pager, which back then it was like amazing. I remember the movie. Was it Mighty Joe Young? <laughs> I think it was Mighty Joe Young. with Big Gorilla? Uh-huh. The, I only remember this woman's on the beach and then she gets a page and it says Joe in trouble or something like that. And I remember as a kid, I was like, whoa, yeah, yeah. she's receiving a message on her beeper. That's Because usually amazing. you just get a phone number. You got to find a phone, call that person back and then ask them what they want. Like, what's the deal? What a crazy technology. Yeah. Because like, they, they, could, they couldn't really do cell phones. It was just cheaper just to, this person wants to call you. Please get yourself near a phone. <laughs> and call this person. <laughs> and then you, you page someone. You you know, you beep someone. Yeah. And you just like sit around the phone for the next, how long, like what was the grace period? How long do you wait? I mean, it depends. But back, but back then people were less um, occupied with screens because they didn't have them. So maybe you probably called right away, right? Because like. Right, right. But like, for example, I pay, I beep you. You're on the beach. It's going to take you 15 minutes to go find oh. a phone. How long am I waiting at my phone? What am I doing while I'm waiting? I have no, I have no phone to look at. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, how do you know if it's a mer- I mean, I, th- I think, I think you could do a thing where you like type in the numbers like 911. So the person knew it was like an emergency or like uh. urgent or there's like an, an asterisk. Or I'm sure. I think there was a thing. I just can't remember. Um, Beepers are dope. Yeah. We should bring back the beeper. No. Okay. All right. The next one is uh, violence versus vulgarity. And I'm just going to read... The Reddit comment on this one, yeah? And okay, then, okay, okay. So it says, I'm too European to understand how swearing and curse words are such a big deal in movies and songs, but violence and guns are taken with a grain of salt. And this one's definitely uh, true. And also I want to add to swears and cussing, also nudity. Yeah, because in, in Europe, and for all you don't know, if you're watching... Um daytime tv and i'm not talking about really hbo or anything like that like just like a standard channel like you can show a woman a woman's breasts you can have you show butts you can have somebody saying shisa or like you know like a vulgar word you can yeah, have if you listen to radio they don't bleep you know there's no special radio version for a song you just play it yeah and, I, and i've been on the subway and there was an advertisement for something and the woman was topless or whatever you know like so it's, yeah. it's kind of stuff you see every day and it's not and you don't there's no women grabbing their co- children's eyes like oh look away jimmy you know like their pearls yeah. because the, i feel like the nudity is just not as sexualized uh as it is in the states because stays a little more a little more prudish with these with these things but then which is odd which is very odd and then and then you watch tv on like a regular channel you know not hbo or something like that and it's like showing people's like heads get blown off and stuff and i was like oh that's that's fine but everything is even like Sometimes like ass, like 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 really basic words are bleeped out, and they completely censor full. Like there's like um like a, a, good, a good example, a good example that like my wife didn't understand is we were watching The Office the other day, and uh, Michael, the main guy, he goes to a sex shop, and it cuts to this wide shot of him in the sex shop, 
Everything's and, blurred. And 99% of the screen is just a big blur. And my wife didn't get it. Like, she's like, well, where, where is he? What's going on? What, what, like, you know, what is this? Right. Yeah. And, and, but like in the show, it's like, that's the joke. Everything's blurred. Like, and I was like, I was like oh, because it's a sex shop and there's dildos. She's like, she's like, you blurred dildos. They're not even real penises. You're blurring. Dild-. And, and right, like, it's literal sex toy. Yeah, it's a toy. It's not even real breasts or real. And you're blurring that. Like, yeah, it's like, it, which I get. It's like, wh- yeah, why? It's like, it goes, it goes so far. You know, every day on the news as a child, you can, you know, hear about one of a million uh, school shootings or whatever. And there's there's violence everywhere in real life. But like, but when we're watching a TV, like, oh, don't say ass. Don't show a, don't yeah. show a dildo. Don't, you know, don't, like, don't show yeah. a nipple. Oh, yeah. think about the children who are. But, but yeah, but it, it is interesting when you come to Europe and then suddenly everything is kind of very uncensored. You know, now there are definitely prudish um, Europeans and stuff. And, of course. Uh, of course. But, but yeah, it's, it's interesting that like, it's, that's just kind of become the public norm. That's just kind of like, eh. It is, and, and I think as America, I think us as well, you and me as Americans, I think we get very desensitized to violence, mm. which isn't nice. We shouldn't be desensitized to like violent things. We should be very sensitive to these. Well, I mean, I, I don't think I'm, de- I'm I, I don't like violence. Yeah. But I think we're just naturally desensitized. Oh, just, okay. We're used to seeing on, like, I love watching blood and gore on TV. And next, uh, they're calling the social lubricant that is chit chat or small, small talk, talk as as a problem. Now we've talked about this before. As in America, you can you know you strike up a random conversation with the guy next to you. It's easier to to talk to people. And right. in Germany, in public, people kind of uh, stick to themselves. So I guess European wide. It's like that, but I guess... Now, should, should I read the Reddit comments? It's interesting uh, yeah, phrasing yeah, here. Re- read a little bit of that, yeah. So, I, I, again, a lot of Reddit does have like this weird, like, anti-America weird thing, because a lot of Americans get pissed off and they kind of rent on there. But anyways, this one says, small talk. Every time in America, I feel I have to be super extroverted and there's more drama everywhere. In Europe, it's more relaxed overall and I don't need to be in a really talkative mood all the time. And yes, I see what they mean, but like it's not dramatic everywhere. Yeah, actually, if you don't want to talk to someone, just don't is, talk. They're being dramatic by being saying really dramatic. Like, and but by relaxed, basically, they're saying he or she is, is saying, "I don't have to talk to anybody." That's why it's relaxed. You know what I mean? And no, in the U.S., you don't have to talk to anybody either. It's just you have the option. And actually, I had a good conversation at the at the Irish pub when I was talking to um to the the two hunters. Okay. Um, of course, there's a lot more to their personality than just hunting. It's just that was the main thing that we talked about. So <laughs> don't, don't have a lot more to go on. Um, okay, whatever, podcaster. Um, but, but but the guy actually um, said he um, did, uh, I think, a year abroad for college um, in North Carolina in the States. Because oh. you know? I, I noticed he had a, a you know a baseball cap from a... That was in English. Oh, it's so, oh, so a really like hunter stereotype yeah. right there. Uh, no, no, but the baseball cap was from the university or whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, have you been there? And he's like, yeah. And I was talking to him, I was like, yeah, did you like it? He's like, oh, he's like, I loved it. He's like, because it was so easy to meet people. People were so talkative. He's like, back home, it was really hard to strike up conversations with people. But he's like, he's like there, even as moving to a place and not knowing anybody, um, I felt really at home and welcomed and was able to make friends easily. And he said, he says, I'm, I'm, he's like, he's like, maybe I'll move back to the U S at some point. He's like, I like, I miss that. I miss the fact that I can, cool. I can meet people on a whim, you know, and strike up conversations like that. And he, and he said, he, he's, he's heard this thing of Europeans saying it's fake. He says, he said, it doesn't feel fake at all. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he just said like, it's a nice, yeah. Social lubricant. Like, yeah, so so anyway, that was, that was a nice positive uh, review from a German of, yeah, I, I, of, of the chit chat. You know? I find like, I feel like that's a really weird thing to nitpick at. It's like, oh, people are people are friendly all the time, and it's just ridiculous. Those bastards. 
I don't know. I, I don't agree with that one. I mean, I agree with Americans have more small talk than place, many places in Europe, but... But it's not a... It, it's not bad. It, it's, it, it's, like, it's like everyone Americans running up to you be like, hello, how are you? How are you doing today? <laughs> exactly. You're, if you go to a coffee shop and you want to sit and read the newspaper, there isn't a group of people coming up and like poking you saying, talk to me. Like if you sit there reading the newspaper, nobody will bother you. Like you'll, everyone, you'll yeah. everyone is paparazzi in the States, Jeff. Um, so anyways, I don't quite agree with that one because they're being a little dramatic. I mean, I agree with the point of Americans are more extroverted and talk more, but I don't agree with it just being a negative, dramatic stupid thing at all what do we got next uh next is of course the uh the tipping culture that we that, that we have that we all know and uh don't love in the states right like so basically as a european they're probably complaining okay in the states um it's a much higher percentage and it's more um seen, it's not really a tip anymore it's, it's uh, more of a mandated or even though it's voluntary it's a mandated thing it's, yeah it's not yeah. really it's not really voluntary but it is like you are legally only required to pay the amount that's on the bill, you know? right? Yeah, but you know, social. Yeah, Soci- we live in a society. This is actually interesting because um, I was reading. Uh, I was going to throw it into our news, but this uh, fits more perfect here. There's actually a good story this past week uh, of a waitress. I believe she was from New York, and she made a big stink on Twitter, and she kind of posted a um, a receipt and was complaining about a situation that happened to her. So she's working at a restaurant in New York. And um, I guess it was a, a large group of people from Europe. She didn't state which country from Europe. Because Europe is a country. Europe is a country. <laughs> and she said, and again, this is, this makes, if you're European, this of course makes total sense. Yeah. It was like, they came, they stayed for hours. Yeah. That's what you do at a, a restaurant in Europe, right? Right. Yeah. Um, it's the whole point of restaurants to chill for a few yeah, hours. Yeah. Slowly ordering more and more, more drinks, more whatever. And they racked up a $700 bill. Oy. Right. She was, like basically going off on them as being the worst human beings on the planet because they only tipped 10%. They only left her a $70 tip, right? Yeah. Ca- causing this whole thing. And it was interesting because, of course, there was thousands of responses and half were just hate on the woman and half were supporting her. I think this is a good thing to talk about. Now, we all know Alex famously will not tip over two cents because, no. he, <laughs> because he, he, he just hates helping anyone who works in the service this industry. This is, this uh, is, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is not, not even true at I, all. I mean, I, I mean, guys, just go back to the AGW uh, archives. You, 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 you know, you know what I'm talking about. Appreciate you, you, took, you took that out. I, I, did I think about it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, took, you took it okay, out. Okay, but Alex is famously uh, anti-tipping. I am not anti-tipping. <laughs> I don't know, I guess, obviously, I'm just, I'm just fucking around like, um, but, uh, but yeah, so what, what, what's, what's your stance on that? I mean, all right. The American culture is you tip 20%. That's what it is. Well, supposedly it's like 25 now. No, no, no. no. That's what I've heard. No, it is not. That is ridiculous. Like, I, I'm not going to go spend half my paycheck on one goddamn dinner. Like, it's, I no. mean, yeah. The, the, I, all right. So anyways, in the States, you tip. That's the culture. I think it's stupid. I don't think we should. I don't think, I don't think people who are going to get a meal should have to pay the wait staff that should be the job of like the person who owns the restaurant. Right. That's like, like every other job in the world. Like I don't, you know, get construction done in my apartment and then like pay the wage of the construction worker. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, now before we get into this any deeper, we realize that waitress and waiter wages in the U S are really low and, and you rely on the tips. Like I, I get that this, that's the situation. Exactly. But the thing is it's called a tip. Okay, I am. I voluntarily can leave this for good service, but it's become this thing that it is truly mandatory. And if you don't leave it, you are a shit human being. 
Well, then it's not a tip anymore. Like just, just it's not a tip just anymore. make it part of the price. Like instead of fifteen, that's what I think. Make it part of the price. Make the make the steak twenty dollars. Great, it's included. And I don't have to think about this anymore. You know what I mean? Like I one hundred percent agree. Make it part of the price. Now I worked in restaurant business from age fifteen until twenty two, so I have a lot of experience of working in restaurants and getting bad tips, getting good tips, getting no tips. You're like I get it, and it is you know you can make a lot, a lot of money on some nights. Of course you can. I've had days where I made literally like 20, 30 bucks on an eight hour shift and the restaurant's supposed to pay you the difference, but of course they don't, you know, you ask them, they fire you. The, the culture in the United States, in my opinion, in, in restaurants is uh, pretty predatory and awful, especially from upper management. I just think it's, it's terrible. Um, and I much prefer the way in Europe of like, like I said, you open a restaurant, you say, I want to have servers. So you put an ad out there. You say, hey, servers, I'm going to pay you this much an hour. A living wage. Would right? you like yeah. to come here and work for me? And then if you're good at your job, some might leave you two or three euros for a good dinner, depending on, you know, where but you're working. But if it's not left, you're not demanding it. You're not expecting exactly. it. Exactly. Like, and you're going home, getting paid. And sometimes you make more, sometimes you make less. But you're always having that baseline salary because that's how jobs and businesses run and work. And people say that margins are thin. You can't do it. But it's like the rest of the world's doing this. Why 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 are the margins so thin in the States? Foods are like you're already spending eight, 18 bucks for a broccoli at the grocery store. You can spend a little extra money when you're going out to eat. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I, they, they could absolutely make it work. Like it would be it'd be a change in the industry, but it I mean, again, obviously it works in a lot of other countries. So yeah. um I, I think but and also we've talked about on the podcast that as we've been visiting the States the past few years, we've seen people uh in food trucks immediately with a little screen require like asking for 25% tip and it's like, right. but you haven't served me. I'm ca carrying the food myself. The tip is you for know? the service. Yeah. Right? yeah and I've, I've gone to coffee shops where at the counter, the screen comes up tip 25%. And it's like, but he's just handing me the coffee. This is the same at McDonald's when they hand me something, you know, it, it, the tipping is, and, and, tipping and that's is going of, out of control. Like it and really that, that's is. an interesting point too. Like you just said, like at McDonald's, you don't tip at fast food. Yeah. You don't tip. Are they not worth tips? These people, they're working the ass off and, and they also work so hard. not making that much money at McDonald's and it's it's sweaty back there and with all the grease. And exactly, just, but you know, if they're making me a whole meal that I'm picking up at a counter and you don't tip there, but then you get a coffee, you're making a coffee and the same exact transaction, you have to tip a euro on the, a dollar. I, think, I don't know. It just The whole thing doesn't make sense to me generally. Plus also the, I think the dollar amount is also interesting. Like, like say you have a couple and in both situations, they're going to be there just for an hour. So you're only serving them for an hour, right? But in one situation, they each get, they have like a $20 final tip. But in one situation, they went for the lobster, they went for everything. And it's a $200 tip, whatever. The amount of the work is more or less the same. Like you're maybe carrying one or more to a plate. Like, do you really need it to be, you know, congruent to the amount? Like, or shouldn't it be the, the amount of work that you'd like, you know, you're, you're still working only an hour, I mean, right? Yeah, that's totally, if, if you know. you're the same exact situation where both, I've been there for one hour and they order water and a sandwich. You bring the water, you bring the sandwich. Another one's orders a beer and a lobster. No, I'm saying same, same oh, exact yeah. work, okay. same exact yeah. work, yeah. just different food items. Meaning one, different cost. Meaning different cost. One, you're getting yeah. a higher tip than the other one because you're doing it on the cost of the food, not actually on the service. Yeah. Do you deserve that extra $20? But even though the work is that, and so let's go back. Whoever who deserves that is a chef. Actually, if, if you're going to tip someone, cause that's more work. That for person the, made the lobster. Yeah. So let's go back to the original situation. There was this girl in, or sorry, woman in New York, yeah. um, $700, um, bill received 10% tip. Now when I, at first when I looked at the situation, 
as somebody who lives in Germany, everything went correctly. Because as you would in Germany, when you go to a restaurant, you're, you go, you sit down, you're there for the duration, right? Like you, you, right. you spend as much time as you want. You slowly enjoy your food. I disagree you, you, though. No, no, in, in a German restaurant. If, if you're in Germany, in a, yes, no, no, but they weren't in Germany. No, 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 but I'm, I'm saying like. Okay, you're not done yet. I'm, I'm saying like, sorry. This is a group of Europeans, right? Right. A according to how their lives are, everything went according to plan. They sat down, they were not rushed, they ate their food, they ordered a little bit more, sure. whatever. And then, and the woman even asked her like, oh, sorry, was something wrong with the service? They're like, no, it was great service. Because again, in Germany, Great. A 10% tip is pretty good. 10% would be for great service. Exactly. So every, so I think those Europeans, based off of their life experience, did everything correctly. You know what I mean? Like That they thought was correctly, yeah. Yeah, yeah like the, 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 what they would do in, in everyday life. The, right. this, was, this was correct. Like right. the only thing they got wrong is they're in a different country. They didn't look up what the tipping situation is, whatever. And, and apparently the woman went up to them at the end and said, well, you know, in America we tip 20%. And they kind of just went like, okay, and then just walked out and didn't up up their tip or whatever. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> cold. No, no, but, but but what do you do at that point? Like, oh, oh, sorry, you're demanding an extra seventy dollars from me. Like, oh, I'll True. just pull yeah. that out of my wallet. Okay, like you know, yeah. it's yeah. kind of extortion at that point. Like, give me give me more money. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's all very awkward. The whole thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, but what do you think? I mean, I'm I'm more I err more on the side of the server because I think if you go to another country, everyone always says learn about those customs, learn mm -hmm. about that culture when you're going there, especially when you're going out to dinner and. I think America's pretty famous for tipping culture. Maybe, maybe you don't know, and that's okay. But I always think you should try to learn. Maybe they didn't know, and I understand that as well. But when you're in another country, you you go there, you do, you try to follow their culture and their way to do things, right? And they did not do that. At the same time, she got seventy euro, seventy bucks. It was a really good shift for probably a few hours but that's not the point the point is if they're in the states you do what you do in the states if you're in europe you do what you do in europe yeah but a lot of americans don't do that though like they go to europe and they tip as if they're in the states they don't bother to look up the but that's not hurting anyone no, no but you know what i mean but still like i i have seen i have heard some servers in the europe they get they get insulted by that because they because they say what you think i'm i gave you good service for a tip you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like I did this because this is I take my pride, in my work. Like, I don't want your hundred dollar. Like, the, they all some well, they should learn, do get insulted. Then, then they should learn too. Yeah, you yeah. know, like you, I, yeah. I just think generally when you go to another country, you should learn a bit about the culture. Maybe they didn't know. So I mean, I, I think they're both kind of like. Yep. So you you should not be required to do something that you don't have to do. It's a, it's a voluntary thing. And that's and that's actually fair too. Yeah. That there's some unwritten social law, right? That says twenty percent. But it's not. It used to be. It used to be fifteen. Nobody asked me to sign up on this new version of the, Dude, the social totally, law. I like, get you. I get you. Where, where, where was the memo? I didn't get this one. So, and, and like you said, there's some places that it's like twenty five, thirty, and it's like, where does it end? At, at what point do hundred percent? Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. At, at what, one point, am I just like giving a salary out to the server? <laughs> at what point am I, am I paying fifty dollars for a hamburger? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, come on. Yeah, guys, I'm all for thanking people, but it's just. Um, a tip yeah. should be a tip. A tip should be And a I tip. think going on that as well in a man in the United States, I feel like we tip on too many things as well. Like um like like a valet. You gotta tip a valet, you gotta tip a bellboy, you gotta tip a You don't have to, again. You don't have to, but it's always expected. And I find it just interesting. Like, why are we tipping people for doing only certain jobs and not other jobs? Like why do we say this job is tip worthy? And this job yeah, and is I think, not tip I think worthy. That's that's also a and problem. That's what I find interesting, just generally. Is that there's no why yeah. people just do their jobs? Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, because there's a lot of other people like, I mean, 
you know, in, in the, like in the middle of your day, when you're dealing with 20 screaming kids, nobody's slipping a 20 into your back pocket. You know what I'd I mean? Like, and, 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 you know, there, there's like the, if that, that kid goes up to be like a rocket scientist. I want the parents to come back to me and be like, Hey, you did a good job. My kid. Here's a tip. Yeah, absolutely. Here's a 20% tip for the past 30 years. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or say there's a storm in your hometown, right? The power goes out. There's the guy in the chairlift and he's rehooking up the, the, the yeah. power cables, whatever, making sure your internet gets back on. Are, are all your neighbors running out to give him a hundred? No, like nobody's giving him money. Like, 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 nurses, you know, they do a service. Yeah. So I, I think I'm, I'm less angry about the people getting tipped, but just more angry about like, okay, well then why aren't these other people also getting tips? Like that's exactly the whole culture oh, is just, just should, should we just not tip anybody and just call it a day or you know what I mean? Like just, just, or start over. Like, I think we have to start over. Like it's a wacko culture. Yeah. We, we have ranted on this yeah. for like 20 minutes yeah. now. Well, let's do one more real quick. And then, okay. Yeah. So the next one is called uh tricky taxes. Uh, it's very tricky. It is tricky. I, I like the way this is phrased. It says, you have $4.50 in your pocket. The fancy drink is advertised at $3. Do you have enough money to buy it? Don't know. And I think though, the whole thing is, I don't know if people know, in, in, in America, a lot of places in America. Um, but, not, but not all states in America. Not all states. I said a lot of places. For example, um, I have some family members that live in Oregon. That's uh, sales tax free. So New Hampshire as well. So the, the price on the, on the thing, the price tag is the price. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the place with sales tax, uh, it'll, it'll say like, a, let's say a Gatorade is a dollar ninety nine, and you ring it up at the till, and, and you it have two dollars. You're like, perfect, great, I have just enough. And you ring it up at the till, and it's two dollars and fourteen cents. You're like, what? Where did that come from? Because the seven percent sales tax is adding that onto at the end, which doesn't make to me any sense. Where in Europe, if it's the sales tax included in the price, so if it's two dollars, it's Two dollars. Yeah, and, and yeah, Europe and Germany, of course, has sales tax called VAT, value added tax. And um, so, if a drink is ninety nine cents, the drink's actually seventy eight cents plus the whatever tax. So, right. And then all together, but it's very clear when you're buying it. Yeah, yeah, because because I mean, I, I I guess true when you're going for like a German supermarket, um, and you have exactly five bucks, you can grab your three items, and in your head, add it up exactly. Okay, I, the exact total is gonna be. Four ninety eight, perfect. I got five. You know what I mean. Right. But yeah, in the U S., it's really you got to whip out your calculator because it's like okay. Yeah. So in California, we got nine percent sales tax. So it's just like the tipping. Da, 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 like, so you're tipping in the restaurant. Just yeah. add it into the price. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you really want to know what the price is before taxes, like if you're, just, if you're just interested, it's good to know. But I'd rather just subtract seven percent than add it at the till. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I, I guess it's something that like. I am used to, but when I go back, I kind of forget where, yeah, like I'll, I'll get the 99 thing and then suddenly they're like, oh, that's $11. And then for, if there's a half second where I'm like, yes, 11, I thought it was not. Oh, Le right, right. Taxes. Okay. Last forget. time I was in the States, I went to go buy some stuff. And at the end I was looking at the receipt and I was like, this can't, this can't be right. I only got a few things. They definitely added like maybe they put a candy bar or something on there. And then I forgot about the sales tax. And it's a, it's, it is a big deal. Like, you know. Especially when you're a kid and you're like, ooh, gonna go buy me my Xbox or my big cool monster truck toy, or whatever, you know, it's a hundred bucks or whatever, and then suddenly it's like, you know, twenty dollars on top of that or whatever, and you're just like, Oh crap, you know, it's it's like it's um but of but again, it's not they're not sneaking it. Like like you if you live in a state, you should be aware that there is sales tax. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not like a they're get oh gotcha. You know what I mean? Like it's I mean it's it kinda just, is a gotcha. It's not like it's advertised anywhere. But no, it always it Every every price advertisement always says nine cents plus tax, it, like little letters. It always says it, like so. It's they're not hiding it. Like it's just they're just not. It's just it's, I hate it. It's just you have to do the math in your head, which like, is annoying. Well, yeah. my parents, when my parents used to buy like a big ticket item, like a TV or something like that. 
they used to drive up to New Hampshire by it there because there's no sales tax. So they'd be saving a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, my dad uh, lives in Montana, which is um, sales tax free. And and um, so he's, you know, you know uh, they're moving from California or whatever. And it was like wanted to buy a pickup truck. Buying the pickup truck from California versus Montana was a $5,000 difference <laughs> because of the tax. You know, because the truck is, who knows, let's say a truck is 30 grand, 35 grand, whatever a truck costs, whatever, you know. And then, you know, sales tax. That's on a huge ticket item. That is several thousand yeah, dollars. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So depending on where you buy it, but 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 I know there is a, or there probably is some sort of loophole like like you can't just constantly, because I, I think once you go like say you're gonna go buy that truck in Montana just to be bring it back to California once you because you have to register it in California, then they kind of they they'll see that you've bought. I think they do like tax you in some way for importing that truck um, uh, because it's like Germany. Because if, <laughs> if you could get around that, then people would just go on long weekends to these states with no sales tax and just buy everything that come back. And then, I mean, if people and can it, afford that. Yeah. yeah. But, and then the, those states would be, they have sales tax would be screwed because nobody's buying anything there. You know what I mean? So, so, so I, I, just, I'm pretty sure they do have ways around it. Just yeah. add it into the price. But I agree. And they always do it in a way that's like still rounded anyways. You know, you go, you, like in German grocery supermarket, you buy a thing, it's 99 cents or it's $2 or like, it's, it's not like a weird round, like weird numbers, you know, like, you know, it's always rounded, but they always find a way to keep, you know, to, so I, I, th I think maybe in a way, maybe or we're no. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on that note, let's tax, let's tax our livers. Yeah. Give me a, the tiniest splash ever. I don't need that much more of this stuff. I can't believe you had so much. Well, you're, you're, you were done before you started. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, this is again, Hague club. Like I, feel uh, coming, I feel a headache coming on, and I think it's from this Hague. This is this is established in 1627. This is no spring chicken. Oh, it's been around. It's been around. I mean, at least the Hague Club was. I don't think I actually whiskey was. Uh, aged 500 years. <laughs> Whoa. I know. I'm really bad at math. Cheers. Go, cheers. Oh, that was the worst. There we go. Jesus. So what are we thinking about this Hague? I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. Do you think we need to arrest it for war crimes? Hey. That's what the Hague does. Eh? Nice. It's it's not like swill. It's not like horrible. No, but it's also not. It's not great. Uh, yeah, and, and I knew it from that very first smell because it really smelled like the stuff that my girlfriend uses to my wife uses to remove her nail polish. You know what I mean? Like yes. it, it smelled like pure that, rubbing alcohol. I, like, that's what I've been smelling the whole time because it's been on my microphone. What, actually, what is the percentage of alcohol in this? It is, is it um, 40%. Oh, it's not that much. Okay, so that something's going wrong there because that's that's pretty and low. It says mature in bourbon cast. I'm not getting any of, the, any of the sweetness. I'm not really getting, I'm not even getting a scotch flavor to be honest. It's not peaty at all. It tastes just like alcohol. I mean like alcohol, alcohol. With like a slight flavor added to make it. It's, That's it, kind of what it tastes like. It, it, I, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. We're making it sound really horrible. It's not horrible. It's very drinkable, I mean, and it it, it wait, was like on. very cheap. It was like twenty bucks. It's a drinkable, drinkable alcoholic beverage, but it is a pretty bad whiskey. Yes, and actually, again, for that price, you can just buy a bottle of Jameson. That's true, which would taste exactly. amazing. So this actually is pretty bad, I guess. It's it's not. It's it's not Grangerstone like uh, episode two or whatever episode no. it was, but it, it's it's. It's just not good. It's not good. It's not good. I'm just going to solid five. Yeah. I'm going to go with a, it is at least it's like it's smooth. It goes down pretty easy. Yeah. It's liquid. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I guess I was going a four. It's pretty wet. It's wet. <laughs> Probably good to get off like some 
That sticker residue. Yeah. Wait, well, I, I, it's got a bit of sweetness there, actually. I don't know. I don't, so, so far, I haven't. Yeah, there's nothing really distinctive about it. No. Um, smells not great. There's not really. And it's, it's it's weird. Cause I it's I've never had like it's not. It doesn't taste like a scotch in the slightest. No, it. Well, what whiskey does it taste like then? Anything or is this like a whole new breed of its own? I don't know. It tastes like Hague Club. It almost tastes like a very I don't know. I I, I actually I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm gonna stop trying to explain it because it's just it's 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 not good. It's it's a five all day long. Yeah, four. Not Ouch. good stuff. But you know what happens every once in a while. Yeah. Episode 140. But guys, beautiful bottle. Good great bottle. Good job on the bottle. This <laughs> bottle will make a great candle holder. Ooh. Yeah. Loving it. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, loving that you guys are still around, even after all of our weird breaks and pauses and all of that kind of stuff. Um, exactly. A little, little update. Uh, pretty sure that our Hail Mary Pass guest isn't going to work out. I haven't heard back from he or she yet. So, um, sorry about that. We tried. It is what it is. But will you find out who it is? No. But I got an idea for another Hail Mary pass guest that I will share with you in a minute. Great. And by you, I mean Alex, not you guys. Hello. Sorry. For everyone else, uh, why don't you all just stay safe? Stay healthy. What do I say? Stay stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay thirsty. Oh, yeah. You're you're right. Uh, For the rest of you, stay. uh, Okay. Just, you know what, everyone? Just, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and. Stay thirsty. That's just, that's what you're gonna do. That's what we're doing today. Cheers. <laughs> oh, good lord. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>